Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Father, I bless you. I thank you, Lord, that you are my healer. I declare it over and over and over again. Sickness and disease has no place in my body. I give it no place in Jesus' name. Jesus bore my sicknesses and he carried away my diseases. And by his stripes I'm healed. I thank you, Lord, for my healing. I thank you for healing me in Jesus' name giving me total health and strength, perfect health and strength in Jesus' name. I worship you tonight. I bless you. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 1. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of the flesh. I like what the King James says, carnal. Carnal men. As to infants in Christ, I gave you milk to drink and not solid food, for you are not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now, you're not yet able, for you're still carnal. For since there's jealousy and strife among you, I are not carnal and walking like mere men. It's a sad commentary. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. Born again, spirit-filled people. They probably even spoke in tongues. But just because you're born again, and just because you speak in tongues, doesn't necessarily mean that you're spiritual or that you're spiritually mature. You can be, you can be a born-again Christian. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can speak in other tongues and still be very carnal, very soulish, very immature spiritually. There's a way to grow in God, and there's a way that God has made for us that we need to take it. By spiritual, I mean led by the Spirit of God, directed by Him, by the inner man, not by what our mind knows or our emotion. A carnal man is emotional. He lives by the dictates of the world. He's soulish. He's up one day and down the next. He's depressed. He's discouraged. He's angry. He's frustrated. He loses his temper. He likes the things of the world. You know, it says in 1 John chapter 2 and verse 15, love not the world, neither the things of the world. If, if, the, if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. Carnal people still love... and this. There's a part of us, every one of us, that loves, that still likes the things of the world. I mean, I like to eat. I like to ride in my car. I mean, there's lots of things in the world that, that bless me, and I take advantage of it. But I'm talking about worldly thinking, worldly attitudes, worldly motives. God wants us to not be that way. And there's something in me. What, what's going on in me right now is God is showing me some of my own carnality, even though I've been born again and walking with God for a long time. 
and nothing, you might say nothing really major, but there's still some aspects of my life that's carnal. And I want to be a spiritual man. I want God to see me as a, I don't care what people think of me. I want God to see me as a spiritual man. And right now I've got something inside of me that's stirring me and, and pressing me or leading me to be more spiritual, to come closer to God, to walk in a deeper relationship with him, to know him in a way I've never known him before, to, to tap the depths of the spirit that I've never tapped before. And I want that for my life. I'm hungry for it. I want it. I want to spend time with God. I want to know him in a way I've never known him before. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul prays for the church at Colossae, and he prays that they'd be filled with, the, he says, I pray that you'd be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Spiritual wisdom, not just natural wisdom, spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding so that I know how to handle problems, that I know what to say to people, that I know how to, how to live my own life the way God wants me to live it. It's a heart issue. It's something, you know, you, it's, it's either you want it or you don't. And every one of us, I've said so many times before, every, every one of us, myself included, are as close to God today as we've chosen to be. And I want to be closer. I want to know him in a, in a deeper way. In Colossians, turn with me to Colossians chapter Chapter 3. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things of this earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Keep seeking the things above. That's what a spiritual man does. A spiritual man seeks the things above. A spiritual man sets his affection on the things above, not on things of this earth. And that's the way God wants every one of us to be, hungry for him, desiring more of him. A spiritual man hungers for a deeper relationship. It's a heart issue. It's like either you want it or you don't. And a lot of us go so far with God and we kind of just pull back a little bit. We say, we feel like we've gone far enough. And right now, I've got something stirring in me that says, I'm not, I haven't gone far enough. I, still, I, I got a ways to go, and I'm going to press it. I'm going to go after it in Jesus' name. A spiritual man hungers for a deeper relationship with God. He desires to be like him. He desires to act like him. He desires to say the things that God would say, to think the way that he would think, to have his attitudes. And his motives. A spiritual man loves. And, and, and I just listed some things in my notes. Listed as I was praying and preparing. What, what is a spiritual man? What, what are the characteristics of a spiritual man? Well, these are not necessarily uh, order of importance. They're just a list. But a spiritual man loves the word of God. He realizes the value of the word. He knows what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He knows what the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, that every word of God, every, every scripture is God-breathed. It comes from the very mouth of God. I know men wrote the Bible, but it's Holy, the Holy Spirit is the author. That's why there's such consistency, because God wrote this book, and I know it's God speaking to me in that 
I understand that the Word of God, the Bible says, the Word is a, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It'll guide me through life. It'll, it's forever settled in heaven. It never changes. And the, and the Scriptures tell me that if I'll attend to His Word and I'll incline my ear to His sayings, if I'll not let them depart from my sight, and if I keep them in the midst of my heart, His Word will be life to me and health to all my flesh. His Word is life and it's health. And Jesus said this in Matthew 24. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. His word is forever settled in heaven. It'll never pass away. God, because when God speaks, he's so infinite and he's so perfect that whatever word he speaks never has to change. It's an eternal word. And a man, a spiritual man, loves the word of God, feeds himself on the word of God, puts the word of God in, lets the word of God be the rudder in his life. A spiritual man is a worshiper of God. He understands what Jesus said in John chapter 4, that God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. He understands the character of God. He understands that God is deserving of all praise and glory and honor and power and blessing. He knows over and over again the scriptures that say, praise the Lord, glorify him, exalt him, clap your hands, sing, dance. God is worthy of our worship. And a spiritual man, out of the gratitude of his heart for what God has done in his life and understanding who God is in his greatness, just praise and worship just kind of spontaneously comes forth from him. A spiritual man loves to worship God, spends time worshiping God. And, and blesses him with all of his might. Hallelujah. A spiritual man is a man of prayer. He understands that's where, the, that's where the relationship is developed. That's where communion comes with God, is in a time of prayer, separating ourselves from the world and just having time with God, spending time with him, praying, getting close to him, hearing his heart, sharing our heart with him. A spiritual man understands the importance of prayer, and a spiritual man is a man of prayer. I, I think I told you about Youngie Cho. I was listening to a tape a few years back by Youngie Cho. Talked about his prayer life. And he said get, he would get up every morning at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock and spend five hours on his knees before God. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't even come, cl come close. I don't even scratch the surface compared to this man's prayer life. It really put me under conviction. Now, do I get up at 4 o'clock and pray five hours? No. But, uh, but it stirs me to pray more than I have been. Prayer is a key. Prayer is a key to fellowship and a key to communion with God. And a man, a spiritual man, understands the power of prayer. And in addition to that, a spiritual man understands the power and the value, not just of prayer, but of prayer and fasting. I tell you, every, every person, every mature Christian, takes time, regular times of prayer and fasting. It might just be a day here and a day there. But it, we need to do that. We need to rule our flesh and say, no, food is not going to rule me. I am going to rule my flesh. I'm going to live by the Spirit and not carnally. Not by, and I can miss food. I can do without food. My stomach is going to growl. I'll tell it to shut up because I'm pressing into God. I'm getting closer to God. You know, 
in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, in verse 12, the apostle said, All things are lawful for me, but I will not be mastered by any. Food is for the stomach, and the stomach is for food. You know, what he's basically saying is, I'm not going to be mastered by food. There's times, if I, if I feel like eating, I will, but if God tells me to fast, I'll, pray, I'll fast and pray. And that's a, that's a real key, spiritual people. And I'm not, I, haven't been, I haven't been the best at this myself, to be very honest with you. But I know that spiritual people, every, every person that I've, you might say, admired, Derek Prince and others, they all they were consistent fasting and prayer times. Derek Prince fasted every Wednesday for 60-something years. Every single Wednesday, whether it was Christmas, whether it was his birthday or an anniversary, he was committed to fast every Wednesday. And he fasted every, every single Wednesday for years and years and years. And God blessed him. Jensen Franklin calls his church every year. Calls his church to a 21-day fast every single year. And their church is blessed. I tell you, fasting, there's a real key to fasting and prayer. And spiritual people fast. And spiritual people fast and pray. A spiritual man is patient. A spiritual man is not easily loses composure. And I was thinking, the, gift, the spiritual man manifests the gifts of the Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit are evident in his life. What does that mean? It means he's joyful. It means he's a man of peace. That he's a good man. That he's a kind man. That he's a gentle man. That he's a godly man. That he's a faithful man. Those characteristics, godly characteristics, that are called the fruit of the Spirit, are manifested in his life. And you can see it when you get to know him. You can see those characteristics manifested because he loves God and he's walking after him in humility and integrity of his heart. Hallelujah. A spiritual man endeavors to walk in holiness and in purity. In that same chapter that, we, that I quoted in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 where it says, food is for the stomach and the stomach is for food. Immediately after that in that scripture it says, it says, and, uh, and the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. God wants every one of us to live in holiness and in purity. You know, I don't know why, but this song popped into my head. My wife said to me, where did that come from? I have no idea, but I know somewhere. I, in 1934, a long time ago, I wasn't, I wasn't alive then, just to let you know. Uh, 1934. Cole Porter wrote a song called Anything Goes. And part of the words were, in olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking, but now God knows anything goes. And he talks about black being white and white being black, about right being wrong and wrong being right. It's, and I'm thinking, it's, back in 1934, it was probably a little bit of a risque song, but I thought, if he thinks that what was that anything goes back in 1934, he, wouldn't, he couldn't believe what's going on in the world today. Anything goes today, and it's terrible. People calling wrong right and right wrong. and People don't know who they are, whether they're male or female. They don't know anymore. It's, it's, it, the, the world is nuts. You know, but, but God's going to have us living in purity and holiness. There's a scripture that's so important in Hebrews 12, 14. It says, pursue 
pursue peace with all men and the holiness without which no man will see the Lord. We need to pursue holiness because without it, without holiness, the Bible says, no man will see the Lord. It's essential. You know, sexual immorality, sexual freedom, sexual prowess, it's, 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 it's rampant. It's terrible. And the world needs to get back to a, a world of holy. The world's not going to be holy, but we are. We're going to be a holy people. In Galatians chapter 6, It says, brethren, if anyone is caught in a trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. So a spiritual man, when they find someone that's fallen into sin, instead of reprimanding them, instead of chastising them, instead of telling them how bad they are, they do what they have to do to restore that doesn't mean you you cooperate with him. Doesn't mean you doesn't mean you approve of the sin, but you restore him to the body. You help him. You tell him, "Come on back. God will forgive you." But a spiritual man restores them in a spirit of gentleness. There's so many things that God wants for us. God wants us to live like Him, to be His representatives on the earth. To bless those. To pray for those who persecute us. To bless those who curse us. To love our neighbor. To love even our enemies. To be different from the world. It's what God's called us to. Spiritual people living in a worldly, in a, in a carnal world. But we can be those people because we have the Spirit of God in us. And if we'll cooperate with the Spirit of God, we can be spiritual people. We can be a holy people. We can be a people full of the word, full of the love of God, bringing the love of God to the world, living outside the way the world lives, living different than the world, and being attractive to it in Jesus' name. So I just pray tonight. I pray that a hunger to be spiritual will arise in every one of us, like it's arising in me. And that I'd take stock of my life. And that we'd all take stock of our lives. And say, God, help us. Help us. It doesn't mean you can never watch another TV program. It doesn't mean you can never have a, uh, go out to dinner. But there's, there's an attitude. There's a life that we could live that's sanctified, set apart to God, for God to use us. So, God, we give ourselves to you afresh and anew tonight. Don't beat yourself up. This is not a message of condemnation. God doesn't want you to leave here saying, oh, I'm so bad, I'm so bad. No, but it's a message where we can just look at ourselves and say, yes, God, I need to come up higher. And I commit myself to do that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.